Welcome to the Teens Talk podcast created by the Student Virtual Board of You Celebrate Diversity. You Celebrate Diversity supports students and teachers organizing locally, educating themselves and their peers, and taking action for inclusion and social justice. For more information, visit ycdiversity.org. Today, we're kicking off season two, which is all about community building. In this episode, we'll be discussing what community is and why it's so important. Today, I'm speaking with Zyra Rodriguez, a freshman at Washington University in St. Louis. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome to season two of Teens Talk. Um, this season is based on community building, so each episode will be something centered around that. Um, my name is Luis McCowie. Um, I'm a virtual intern for You Celebrate Diversity. Um, Community is the backbone of culture. The right community provides you with much needed love and support. Um, everyone needs community and it can look different all over the world. Uh, the important thing, it, thing is building a community with the right intention as well as understanding the possible obstacles that you could face. Uh, I'm gonna give my co-facilitator a chance to introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Zyra. I am um, a sophomore college student right now and yeah, I just wanted to do this because I have been involved with Youth Celebrate Diversity for a pretty long time since my freshman year of high school. And I've always just enjoyed talking about any and all topics. So so the topic for this episode is what is community and why is it important? Um, and community can honest be, honestly be a lot of different things for everyone. It could be as small as a school club. It could be as big as like a nationwide community. Um, I'm part of an African community in my local area, as well as different clubs and programs whenever um, I am in, in school or just going out of my way to join some. Um, and they're all big and different and they all look different, but they're all equally important to me. Um, and they have made me who I am in a lot of ways. Um, so I wanted to ask you first, what do you think community is and why do you think it matters? Yeah, I think community to me means a group of people that share similar characteristics, similar interests and goals. Um, and it can also be a place where people can feel like they belong and where they can freely, they feel like they can freely share their ideas without being judged. Um, and yeah, it's just a big group of people who share or work towards a common goal. And um, to answer the second question, why I think they're important, I think it's important to um, create spaces where people feel like they belong. Um, yeah. So mind you, for anyone listening or watching, um, we do have like brief conversations before the call just to kind of understand what we're going to be talking about. So if I ever refer to any notes, that's all I'm referring to. Um, but I remember you mentioning um, collaboration um, and uh, good communication and bringing people each other, bringing people. I can't speak, <laughs> bringing people together. Um, and uh, I just wanted to like ask more about that. How are some of those like attributes that are just as important? How can they actually be benefits um, like directly to a person? Uh, you know, for instance, like how does, um, why is communication important? Like, why is that something? Because honestly, in a lot of communities I'm in, that's something we tend to forget. We kind of either speak over each other or we try to just never even speak about the situation and forget about it, which is also not good. So how do you think communication um, helps people truly? And how do you think that should kind of be like facilitated or how do you think that should work? Yeah, I mean, I feel like communication 
I mean, you, with your example, with your, your own groups, it helps um, establish, I guess, just kind of respect. Um, so letting people speak whenever, um, you know, and also just like making sure that everybody else is also engaged. So not just letting one person take over and speaking for the whole group, encouraging engagement with the rest of the group and making sure that everybody's voices are being heard. Um, yeah, I think I think that's one of the big things about com about community. You need to hear everybody else's opinions and perspectives. So going into that, I remember we talked a little bit about um, how to kind of like mediate or diffuse situations when they arise. So um, I know uh, having these conversations and not having people speak over each other can actually be kind of hard if it's like a topic that's really important to everyone, right? So what are some ways that you um, think people should kind of go, up, especially if you're like a leading the club or just somebody who wants to help, how do you think people should go about um, mediating those conversations? Yeah, I think... First of all, I think it's really important to remain calm. Um, also, I think it's very important before you start your meeting or when you first start your meeting, when you first start your, your group, that you establish ground rules. I mean, we talked about that at the beginning, right? We established our ground rules. Um, so that's very important to establish your ground rules and remind people of those ground rules and how we respect them whenever things get a little too heated. Um, sometimes that's hard though. So if some if conversations do get really heated and there's a lot of conflict going on within that meeting, that group, um, I think depending on the situation, you depending on the situation, maybe what is being said. Um, Try to stay neutral. Obviously, that's hard, but sometimes I think staying neutral. You, you know, how to how to explain this? Sometimes it's hard to stay neutral, um, and you can't always do it in every situation. Um, so depending on what, depending on the situation, I think being neutral is okay. Um, but if people are being directly attacked or targeted, um, maybe it would be best to separate the parties involved and have discuss have a discussion or a talk with both of them, but especially the party that was specifically attacking, um, I think would be the best. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Honestly, that's something that kind of gets like difficult because like you said, it's something like staying calm is honestly important, even though it's definitely not fair to um anyone who's involved, especially if you're a person who is like a, a, an example, if you're a Black woman who's constantly met with a stereotype of being, mm -hmm. you know, mad and um uh overreacting and you're literally just existing um I totally understand you know if you um don't want to do that because you're honestly mm -hmm. valid for that but I also understand the benefit of trying to to be calm and trying to just kind of hear everyone out because I also don't want my thing for me is I also am a very passionate person but like mm -hmm. you know it gets in the way sometimes like sometimes I yeah. really 
I've been learning and I've been trying to practice how to better hear people out and try to really just like, um, you know, not be too, like, I just don't want to like speak over other people. That's my worst fear. I don't want to ever speak over, over the people. So um, I'm glad you brought that up. But um, actually, before we get into some of the other things, I actually really wanted to ask you, what communities um, are you a part of? Um, or do you um, specifically join for um, any reason at all? Yeah, so um, I think, first of all, I am part of like the Latinx Hispanic community. Um, I am also, well, since I am in college, I'm just a part of the community at my college um, in general. But specifically, the groups that I'm involved in here at college are um, the Association of Latin American Students. I'm specifically um, in the Community Engagement Committee. Uh, so for short, the Association of Latin American Students, it's ALAS. So I'm part of the Community Engagement Committee in ALAS. And my main role is um, PR. So I am in charge of marketing, all of our events, and flyers, flyer distributions, creating the flyers. Um, I'm also now a part of um, service in the community engagement. So reaching out to organizations in the St. Louis community and the community that I'm a part of, I am a student in Washington University in St. Louis. So that itself is a huge com community. So I'm part of that community. I'm part of the Line X and Hispanic community. Um, in WashU specifically, I am involved in the Association of Latin American Students, which also stands for, so ALAS is what it stands for. Um, I, in ALAS, I'm part of the Community Engagement Committee, and I am the PR lead, so I'm in charge of marketing our events and flyers, distribution, creating the flyers, all of that. And then I'm also part of service. So um, I'm in charge of reaching out to the St. Louis community and any way that we can help them, um, we, we try to get involved. I'm also a Rodriguez scholar, um, which is really important to me just because that's where I met a lot of my friends and very interesting and lovely people that I have met and then I'm I also work for our campus life here at school um I am specifically part of a it's called lead project but I'm a programming assistant so I just create events for students on campus and then lastly um I also volunteer at a pro se asylum clinic with the St. Francis community, with St. Francis Community Services. So I um, support individuals in filling out the asylum application. My specific role in that is I, I translate for um, the attorney and the individual file, filling out the asylum application. And I will be doing this again in December. So I'm really excited. But yeah, that's a a big list of what part of the communities that I'm a part of right now. 
No, that's amazing. I I love that. I honestly think that um, it seems like a lot of what you're like focused on is around your own community, which I really appreciate. And I think people giving back to the community is amazing. Um, also, I wanted to ask, like, these are all such big, big roles. Like, what would you think? And you can divide it for what you do for the asylum, uh, asylum help um, and what you do for um, ADAS and this, the Rodriguez Schol Foundation scholarship. I'm so sorry. I think it was scholarship. scholarship <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, what are your like, what's the toughest things about um, or parts of doing those roles for those um, organizations? Yeah, I think, I mean, just like with any community, right, with any big community, especially trying to make everybody happy which is not always possible <laughs> but the hope is that everyone is left feeling a little satisfied um with the decisions that were that are being made so but still like trying to keep everyone happy and like reaching a consensus can always be really hard with any big community um also finding the time uh can be pretty difficult people have different schedules and Sometimes things come up out of nowhere and you have to rearrange everything. Um, the most unexpected things can happen when you're creating an event. It, yeah, it can be pretty frustrating. It can be a lot, but um, it, it always gets figured out. But those, the, I think those, what is it? Three things, two things. <laughs> are one of the biggest challenges no you're right because I did ask that three-part question so no honestly um I was actually going to ask about that so you talking about consensus um was interesting to me because I've also learned a lot about consensus through you celebrate diversity alone um because I didn't realize um this was even a thing you could do I only, I really did only think that everything was a vote um and the reason mm -hmm. I like consensus is you know it's like practicing inclusivity everyone's voice is heard you're kind of getting a chance to step back and be like maybe I don't have to get what I like like really really want but more what I'm comfortable with as long as everyone can be like happy now of course in like certain situations maybe not but yeah I love that that idea of you know including the entire community um and it can be hard especially even if they're grown adults it's so hard to get people to listen to each other but I was gonna ask um when you brought up that part about um having a hard time with schedules and events and you know things going wrong I started to think like I feel like for me I've always you know either led a club or program or something or just been in um events like building and I've noticed there's like such a difference pre-COVID and then afterwards and I was going to ask you about that because I feel like you know everyone was a lot more inclined to like um you know get together and do things now I totally understand the impact COVID had on people so this is not like a dig at all but um I think you know with people having such a hard like you know experience with the world changing so quickly and the uncertainty of it all on um, everybody um like having to just practice social distancing and being virtual and remote I think came back first of all having a hard time socializing I I include me included um but having a hard time socializing but then also having a hard time with just like mental health and keeping up with the day-to-day -day because of how exhausting everything was so I guess for me one of my biggest like problems is just like or not problems but like conflicts for what I want to like see how I can like kind of resolve this is just how do I you know get people back together how do I get people to kind of want to do things again because I, I just noticed like a 
a, a difference in society, like where everyone's just kind of themselves. And I totally get why I, you know, it's not like the pandemic is over, over. I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's hard to kind of build that community, especially people aren't willing to do it virtually. So. Yeah. I mean, I also want to say same. Sometimes it's hard. My first year of college last year, I was not involved actually in college at all, um, like with my community. And this year, I barely started getting back into it. I think it's just important to remember um, like how, but this is going to sound very like cheesy, um, kind of funny that we're even like talking about it, but like just remember what part of the community that you are the part of communities that you're a part of my main thing was that um I was new to this community I am originally from Colorado so I came here to school and I was like I don't really know this city this community this school overall that much and back at home I remember I was doing a lot for my community and here I was just not and I feel like I myself didn't feel like I was doing anything um, and I didn't feel I don't know how to say I just didn't feel like I was doing my part um, and I think that as human beings we should each like it's our civic duty to do just like the smallest thing at least for um, our community and our people so that's how I started getting a little bit more involved this year I was like okay COVID happened, COVID is still happening, um, but with the right measures and like being careful, I am still able to do all these things and provide for my community. So that's what I did, that's what I've been doing. So that's how I've been getting a little bit more involved. No, honestly, um, I think for me, like, because I'm totally aware COVID is still happening. So I don't expect everyone to want to come in person, but I, I kind of hope, and I can't honestly blame people because even when I was in school, because I'm, I'm uh, just now in college. So um, when I was in high school during the pandemic, I also did not want to attend classes. I didn't want to do any of it. It was exhausting. I totally get it. But I was hoping that maybe over some time, people could get more comfortable with meeting virtually or just finding other alternatives. Because I totally understand, um, especially if you're high risk, not even I totally get that um but no honestly just showing up for your community is so important I think the reason I, I feel like this needs like to be a series or to even talk about community building is a lot of people get hung up on the word community and assume like a way bigger scale like they just assume that it has to be some big thing you're a part of that you don't you just want to keep to yourself but that's just not what it is like I personally I, I when you mentioned earlier you and the people you were able to meet through those communities like I have um a pretty I have different kinds of communities but I would like to say like my number one is just my my friend group like they I've you know they're like some of them are lifelong friends some of them I made a couple years ago some of them this year regardless like they're just some people I really respect and care for and like it's just a really mutual um love um like and I just I feel like people really put um it almost seems like it's not has nothing to do with this but I promise it does people put you know romantic love as on this pedestal the only thing you should be focusing on right it's either that you when you find success and then you get married and then that's it you know <laughs> but it's just like that's not it you need people I don't care what anyone says community is important and I don't like um where things are going where everyone not everyone but a lot of people don't think it's important at all because they unfortunately I think some people are operating from like like I've been taught 
part of toxic communities that I was not asked to be part of I was born into and so there are some rules ideals taboos I don't agree with but I just have to kind of like deal with I had to deal with growing up before I really you know found my voice um and I can totally understand that like restraint but for people especially BIPOC communities first gen Americans like the way I am as well um what do you recommend for for any of them kind of hesitant to like you know when I say joint community, I mean literally joining a club or just finding a friend group. What do you have, like the advice you have for them for doing that out of being scared of what they experienced in their own communities of feeling gawked at, pressure to be perfect, just, you know, all the, all the, the toxic traits. Yeah. Wow. That is, I mean, I am also um, first generation American. So I, oh my gosh. I say maybe like the first step is looking into um, the communities that are in your communities. Um, yeah. It's such a good question though. Like what do, what can they do for, especially for students that are just people who like have never been a part of groups. Um, Like what do you what what can be done? Um, I think that's also up to the groups and the communities reaching out and um, just like maybe holding information meetings, um, letting them know that this is a safe space, even though obviously like actions speak louder than words. But I think it might be up to the the groups too I feel like it's it's just like the people want to be like the people have to want to be a part of a community or a group and it's also like the groups need to reach out so it's like a it's like a two-way thing like it, it can't just be one person doing all the work one person doing one like group doing all the work but I don't know that's a tough one what can be done I think you answered it perfectly. I feel like you just said what it was. It's that you, that's why communities need to be inclusive or else people fear joining them because it, it's not a safe space for them. They're not going to feel um, a part of an actual community. They're just going to feel like, okay, I'm here. And then there's me and it's, it's not a good feeling. So um, you're right. It's, that's the whole point of community. I'm glad you said it's a two-way street and that, you know, both parts need to, you know, do, do their part. It's because that's the whole point of community. It's not just you alone. It needs to be everyone around you. That needs to be for the the um the betterment of of you as a people. And so um honestly, that's something that I've also tried. For me, I always, even though I was lucky enough to kind of be able to kind of separate the toxicity and see the real, real value um, and still have, see the benefits of how community played a role in my life. So I wasn't too scared to join other ones. If anything, I was way more excited to because I wanted to join more inclusive ones. Um, and that that brought me a lot of happiness. But um, actually, um, I remember you talking about um, some of the like, I remember we brought up some of the challenges and obstacles. Um, and uh, there's obviously the ones we talked about, things getting heated, not knowing how to mediate that situation, people not coming or joining or schedule conflicts. Um, but I also remember you saying, um, we're talking about like outreach a lot, right? You said that your job, your whole role was outreach. Community should be reaching out to people to have them join those places. How do you help your community grow? Because that tends to be the common um, issue for anyone who wants to join, um, I mean, grow a community. Um, I know for me, when I would create clubs, programs, anything, um, the biggest, biggest, the hardest part was just finding those people 
able to actually join um, because, you know, I don't blame people. A lot of people have busy schedules, but it can be really disheartening if you constantly see that. And some people choose to just leave social justice and activism alone. They just don't want to even touch it anymore. They're tired. Um, but uh, yeah, what do you what do you recommend to, to help people grow? Yeah, I think. I mean, I feel like we also did touch a, um, on this a little bit, but networking, um, sometimes even networking with other people outside of your community can help a lot um, to help your own community grow. Um, trying to get a little bit of recognition or like just like trying to spread information and the goals of your group because you never know, there might be people interested. Um and social media right now is just, I mean, a huge thing. We got TikTok, we got Instagram. Um, and you can just reach a lot of people through there. Um, so I think definitely just like networking in general and social media might just be a big thing that can help your community grow. Um, holding information meetings, um, yeah, create an Instagram account. Um, follow people, random people. Might help. Yeah, that's also, I think one thing I would also add is just to like be okay if it fails like don't be embarrassed like that's one thing like for me I've joined I've create tried to create so many things and sometimes you're just not around the right people you know what I mean you're not around the right audience they don't really see the value in it maybe it takes some time maybe it takes other people to hear about it but don't give up it's fine like if anything I think it's a noble effort I don't think there's anything wrong I think it's really respectable that you really felt the the passion and want to actually do this because you wanted to see change um but that, I think that's the common thing I meet people and they're like well like what are we even going to do or who's gonna want to do it valid points you know <laughs> like I'm not I'm not even blaming you like that's what I used to think sometimes too but after some time and like some real you know work and passion like I've been able to actually um through you know creating things I was able to network like you said and I met a bunch of other communities that like just elevated like my my want and passion for this so and I was able to like find um you know uh roles in there that you know served me and them so yeah I think it's it's pretty important so I also remember some of the things um of the ground rules that we're talking about I actually remember asking you like what are some common ground rules that either you've created implemented or that you've just um learned from in all the the organizations you've been a part of yeah so I think the biggest one and it's going to be like the most obvious one respect right? Respect for others, um, respect for their ideas. Um, another thing is give others the opportunity, like the opportunity to speak. This was also mentioned, touched on a little bit um, when we first started, but you know, all the voices that are in the group need to be heard and having somebody dominate the whole discussion can be a little intimidating for the rest of the group so and give give others a chance to speak one big thing that I think I've learned in all of them um is just don't assume bad intent so sometimes people say things and um they're not they don't really have much of an understanding or knowledge about certain issues and they don't always mean to intentionally hurt 
others or say harmful things so sometimes it's good to just like somebody says something maybe a little bit out of pocket and it's like okay like do you know what that means let's talk about that um most of the time people are like oh I am honestly just like not really that informed on this issue um this is what I thought about it and that can be an opportunity for you or the rest of the group to be like okay let's like teach you a little bit about this um and it can be a learning thing It it can be great so don't assume that intent has been one of the one of the big ones that I've learned um this was also touched on earlier whatever is said in that space stays in that space this helps everybody again just speak their mind um and feel safe enough to do that and being engaged um you can't have a, a very fulfilling discussion if people are not actively engaging um it's being a great listener too just listen um I think we also talked about this in our meeting yesterday um sometimes people will just listen to listen but are not actively listening so actively listen <laughs> no exactly I actively listen that's one of the biggest things I think I've had to try to um like okay actively listening is like harder than people think right it's like it's it's not actually like in like like in actuality it's not like a hard thing to do but like for because of how we're all wired in society and because we're always trying to be right and like all this it's honestly you're just always trying to get your next point across and yeah you're not really listening so um it gets frustrating when you're talking to someone who like they're like waiting for you to finish just so they can start talking and that can be that can totally be annoying so that's something I actually am really glad you made a ground rule because not a lot of people will touch on that and then it becomes a big issue people wonder why like everything is so heated um but no and even like us like because you know we talk about all these things beforehand right but this meeting is still very like we're still I'm still bringing up things I didn't bring up yesterday I'm still talking you know I remember yesterday you're talking about just all the different programs you've been a part of and I asked you if you did things before college or if this was just like a newfound passion for you and you know you it wasn't you've been doing this so I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about some of the work you've done before and basically just like why you did it how it impacted you or maybe just how it kind of shaped you to be the person you are here yes I would actually love to so I absolutely loved my high school like experience with um community engagement social justice um and I think it literally all started with youth celebrate diversity so my freshman year I joined um I went to the cherry pick diversity conference um I joined it I went to it my freshman year and it was literally life-changing um and after that I joined Youth Celebrate Diversity and we even brought a conference into the Western Slope so then we made the Mountain West Diversity Conference and that was with a group um that I co-founded with a lot of my friends in high school called the Spice Club which stands for Students Promoting Inclusive and Civic Engagement and so we worked a lot with Youth Celebrate Diversity and within Spice Club 2, we did a lot of um, 
mental health related things um as well as like don't not like saying the r word because we found that a lot of students a lot of people in general so don't know that the r word is a very derogatory term um so we did a lot of programming with that we did um wellness week uh which is now actually like an annual like a, a thing now a tradition so it's like a whole week dedicated to mental physical and spiritual and all types of health um and we make workshops oh, we used to uh do workshops um during the school week um which was really great so I was part of spice I was part of you celebrate diversity um I also worked a lot with this uh nonprofit organization back home called Youth Power 365 and with Youth Power 365 I also did a lot of programming for high school students um that ranged from fun social stargazing kind of events uh to helping you with your career um and also within Youth, Youth Power 365, I also became a part of the Dreamers Club, which was mostly focused on helping undocumented people um, find, like, resources for their future. Um, I also, because of all of that, thanks to all of those organizations, I was able to win the Princeton Prize in Race Relations. Um, so that was really great. I won that my senior year and it was literally all due to um, these great organizations that I was a part of. So that was also another community that um, I am a part of. I feel like that is most of the things <laughs> before college. <laughs> that's amazing listen like I don't think you're like that's genuinely amazing before college like that's insane and that's what I swear I'm not trying to be corny but like that is genuinely the power of community like you you met people you networked and it wasn't just for your you know benefit like beneficial gain or anything it's just because you know you wanted to do it but through that you were able to be exposed to all different kinds of people and honestly that's so my story is the same for youth celebrity diversity so I've actually it wasn't the first thing that got me going I was a part of other programs and clubs beforehand but when I went to the first uh Cherry Creek um diversity conference I think my sophomore year I went with my friend and it was just like the first time I was in an area where like everyone I mean not every I don't know but like it seemed like seemingly everyone was so open-minded and inclusive. Like it was just such an amazing feeling. Like I've never felt that before. And it was just because even though I went to a really diverse high school and, you know, a lot of people that not only look like me, but also came from my background, went there and came from where I live in my community. Um, it was still clicky. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it, it not all the time. I, I think we still all really loved um, and enjoyed each other's cultures and still like had friends all the time it wasn't like that clicky but for the most part it was like black kids with black kids um hispanic with hispanic kids arab kids arab kids like it was just everyone by themselves um and when i went here it's like especially since you have to go to these um it's not the workshops it's the i literally did a facilitating training the uh it's like it's the workshops but then also before that um is the 
it's like the conversation we all I don't know why it's not coming to my head but it's the conversation we all have and these are all people you're just like like you don't know who you're gonna see in there you, you know it's all just people you don't meet and by the end of the day you're like friends with all these other people it's so cool um but yeah through youth silver diversity I um at the end of the convention I was like oh my god look, this is so cool um our I mean, conference is so cool my friends and I um put our emails down we're like okay and then we got an email about joining the executive committee when we joined that so my junior year, I was in that and then senior year, I was able to be one of the co-chairs and do the conference and it was so cool and I was just like yo like this is so dope like I need to keep doing this so um now in college my hope is to find like a bunch more programs because this is it honestly like you said it's fulfilling it's like um it's something where I think even if you don't really understand why you're doing it like you'll feel the impact you know what I mean like over time you'll understand because even growing up like especially with immigrant parents like they only know community like they don't know how to operate here without community like like my parents are from Sudan and like when they came here I swear to god they only chose Colorado because they had a friend here so like they came here they found each other they helped each other register and vote they helped each other learn English they helped each other um do business together and make like it was be it's beautiful the life they've created for themselves with little um you know uh English not even being their first language barely their second so it's just like that's why I think it's beautiful I think it honestly hurts to see people go you know shy away from it so much because I'm like no you need people bro don't let people think you got to do this on your own you don't have to you know <laughs> but um moving on from that um I wanted to also I remember I asked you about any other communities that you're a part of that aren't directly um uh related to your identity or background like racially you know uh, uh your sexuality just anything that has to do with um you know anything oppressive <laughs> um are you part of any like communities that are just like random yeah so I I think maybe like my I, I don't view it as work because it's something that I really enjoy doing but like I guess it is considered my work my um with campus life we just create programs um for college students in general so um for example for Halloween we literally just created an event for pumpkin painting um students just came in got a little mini pumpkin got their acrylic markers painted their own pumpkin and there was also like really fun fall treats that they could eat so it's like a bunch of pastries um so I would say that is one of the communities that I am a part of outside of like my background and identity um <laughs> this is so funny I've been trying to get into knitting for a long time um hasn't been working the best because I have realized that I'm not the best like knitter but there is a um group here on campus they're called string theory and it's there it's basically our knitting and crocheting club um I go to it sometimes and I try to knit emphasis on the try it's really hard harder than one might think um so I am part of that um I don't know I really enjoy books I don't know if this is the book community um love books so I would say that I'm a part of that I'm currently I just picked up a new book in our campus bookstore called Beloved um, I've heard really great things about it. Oh, yes. She said yes, yes. So I've heard great things about it. Um, and I'm really excited to start reading it. Um, I don't know, music. I really enjoy music. I will 
continue to um, talk about my playlist. Any chance I can get to bring it up, I will bring it up. I have a 90-hour playlist on Spotify. Like, every childhood song, every new song, if I hear a song on in Ross, in Marshalls, in Target, I will literally pull out my Shazam and add it to my playlist. Um, don't know if like there's a music community out there. I don't produce any music. I just listen to it. Those are the community that I am a part of um, that I feel like are not really related to my background or identity. I also want to make something clear. It's okay if only the communities are a part of are just about your background identity. I was just curious because the next question I was going to ask you was, how do you think being a part of these communities that aren't attached to that, you know, your background identity um, kind of benefit you in a different way than maybe those other communities? Or are they, you know, maybe harder in another way? What What is that like for you? Yeah, I think that with these communities, um, It's, it's, I think it's strange because you don't, um, like the whole point, I think sometimes of joining a community where you share the same interests is sometimes to also get like new perspectives on those same interests. But with these communities that maybe don't really have anything to do or like much to do with your background or your identity, they bring in like a completely different set of perspectives um so you have people that maybe don't think like you don't have the same ideas as you but like you share this one interest and it's just it's very very interesting because you're like okay you know like maybe I can get along with this person um or like maybe we can be civil and not hate each other um or just like maybe it's not like that you have completely different views on one thing maybe it's just like they look at it from like a different angle and you're just like I've never thought about that before um also I think it's very I think it's great that um I come from um, a community in Colorado where honestly most of the population is 50% Hispanic and 50% white so with a lot of these communities here at school and in this school in general, I get to learn about so many different wonderful cultures and it has been so amazing. Um, so just like sitting down and having a conversation while knitting with somebody that's not at all, like completely, like they're not Latina, the Latinx, they're not Hispanic. Um, they don't come from immigrant parents. They don't speak Spanish like I do, like, but learning about their culture and um, their different views in on life while we're trying to knit like dumplings from this like step-by-step <laughs> instructions that they gave us is so amazing and interesting and completely different um, than what I would normally get at like my Alas meeting, for example, where there is there is Latinx people, there are Hispanic kids, there are people that, you know, we're working towards this, like, common goal of having our voices heard in this, like, predominantly, like, white, rich institution. Um, very different, very different, for sure.
No, I love all the points you made because I'm also like a big music lover, just obsessed with music. Like I listen genuinely to like everything. I I have to be that person. I listen to everything but country. Yeah. But like um honestly, <laughs> you listen to country? No, no judgment. Because here's the thing, like honestly, I have friends that do too. And I, I totally get it. It's just, you know, it's just not, not for me. But I I personally like I feel like with me, I've I've really connected with people through music too. And it's people I didn't think I'd connect with because the only reason I say like I feel like it's really important to, to, to maybe try your hardest to also be in communities that aren't just directly you know um, related to your identities because not all the time for sure not and I hope it's not all the time but a lot of the time we just kind of identify ourselves as how we're oppressed right and like um, it's important because it, it is it's real and you have to understand the implications and the racism and all the fuck all I'm gonna edit that out but um but and all the the systems in place that keep people oppressed but at the same time you know you're still a person and I just I hate the idea that because of the things we have to face we were reduced to just that you know like that's why I I try really hard to lean into my hobbies and find people that like that and you know purposely make friends of different um you know interests and um where we can kind of connect on things like that because it gives us the chance to just take a break <laughs> like I I I totally care about social justice and activism but at the same time it's really exhausting um and also it can feel really um, heavy especially if you're the one being affected by it um, to only center and only think about it for like the entirety of the day it's just too much so um I totally love that you have all those other outlets because it's it's also important to your mental health. That's what I also with community building, why it's also so important is because um, we directly, we are directly affected by what's happening around us in society and in, in politics, um, not just physically, but also mentally. Like it's, it's, it's hard when you feel alone and hated and like no one's in your corner. So you need, you need to lean on each other, you know? Um, and so I was actually gonna, um, what's it called? I was gonna ask. Um, so we kind of have a portion I'm we're going to start doing this. We have a portion at the end of um, the episodes where we answer questions from people that sent them in. So since this is our first episode, um, I just decided to send some questions to some of my peers and just like people I know from different programs. Um, and for now, they like to keep it anonymous. But in the future, if people are comfortable sharing names. I'm totally down to do that. Um, so the first question was, I'm in uni right now and I don't know how to find my community. I understand that there's programs on the website, but um, I don't really feel like the descriptions are inclusive enough and I don't know how to join with by and still feel comfortable being my full self. What should I do? So when I first wrote this down, I was thinking um, that's a really valid point, because to be real with you, like in any school environment, like they're going to chalk it up to me. They're going to make it sound really, really good, really, really inclusive. But then you'll join and you'll feel really alone and you'll feel really awkward and you'll probably leave after the first one or two meetings. Um, so I don't really know how you like can, can guess if it's going to be that way or not. But I feel like. I, so one thing I've heard recently, again, corny, but I still think it's really, I think it makes sense, is you have already failed by not trying, right? At least if you try, like, you don't know if you failed or not. You could really find success. And I think the best thing for you to do is also for the, like, for your own safety, if let's say you're like trying to join a certain community that seems really homophobic and you're a person um, who's gay, um, maybe don't... Um, for the first meeting, maybe just try to get a feel, maybe ask some questions vaguely, try to get a feel where everyone in the room is and how safe it is before you put yourself on the spot. Um, because you surprisingly, especially in college, like people will really come for you. Um, and um, it's not something to scare you off at all. Don't, I don't want to ever 
make people go against being themselves and finding their voice. But um, it's definitely something to just be cautious of, especially if you're in an environment that's really hateful and you are a minority. Um, but yeah, that's me. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I would agree. It doesn't hurt to try and um, say for like, because from what I am hearing, I don't know, they that person maybe has not actually gone to like meetings for those groups. It wouldn't hurt to go and yeah, maybe stay a couple of meetings, see the vibe, see how it is. Um, but I totally understand. Like I know, I know it can be really hard. Um, but that would just be my biggest suggestion. Try to go. Try to go to those those meetings of those groups. Um, yeah. <laughs> Okay, the next one was, I wanted to start a club, but I got a lot of pushback from my community. They said it wasn't appropriate to teach kids at a young age what it was to be gender fluid or to have any kind of sexual orientation or identity outside of the binary. How do I address this pushback without putting myself or others in danger? That's a deep one. I'm gonna let you take the role of the first one on this one, um, but yeah, go ahead. I think that it would be helpful to get maybe support from other communities as well or like other people. Um, if this person went at it alone in their community, I think it would be helpful to find also people within their own community that might be able to support them um, because it's difficult just doing it alone. So, yeah, find, I mean, find that group of people that can support you. Um, and when there is pushback, you're not alone. There, you know, you have this group of people that can support you. No, I totally agree. Um, I've had pushback in some of the clubs I've tried to start or any other situations like, like that. Um, and the best thing for me was just I had community I had staff members that saw my you know saw me for who I am and not trying to start problems I had um, friends and other club members other communities that um, were about what they said and actually like stood by me and it literally alleviated the stress by like a thousand honestly because you don't understand the weight of like how much it, it the weight of people hating on you for simply just trying to be more inclusive is insane and so um for me I've grown to learn to like not take it too personal I know it's it's genuinely a, it's stupid it's so stupid like I don't really want to spend energy trying to figure out why you hate me so much because I know the reason it's just prejudice <laughs> um but um I think whatever everything you said like it's I would just second that honestly just finding more people to help you I think is the best thing all right, so last question. Somebody said, um, I really care about social justice, but I really just want to join a community that has nothing to do with my race. I like music, I like film, I like art. How do I find people that like these things too? Um, yeah, I'm gonna let you go. <laughs> Again, it's worth looking into um like your school if you if this is like within the school um look at your school there you would be surprised how many groups there are out there 
um in like in your school um I know that this school has like a lot they have like a fencing club it has like a pottery club I mean there's a knitting club um you know just like you would be so surprised to like how many different groups there are for different interests so I would maybe suggest just maybe like looking at um those groups looking for groups if not it's worth looking into like people that are also interested in that and creating your own um yeah totally valid too that you do not want to be involved in like things that have to do we, I mean we just talked about this it's okay if you don't want to be involved in just like social justice or um things that have anything to do with your background and your identity um so yeah look into those other groups that your school might be able to offer you no I totally agree like you really would be surprised by how many like spaces there are for such niche activities um I once spoke with somebody who um, was a rock climber and had a very tight knit rock climbing community and people of color. Like I didn't even think about that. So like um, for me, honestly, I also would just second that and say um, at the same time, like obviously be safe. Don't just, you know, follow random people, but even things like TikTok where it's like a bit more public, um, you can find pages dedicated to such a specific like um, hobby of yours. Like I have pages dedicated to just music. Then there's some that are just dedicated to just um, commentary, political commentary. And it's just honestly, it. I don't want people to constantly go on TikTok the way I do, but it has helped me because I really do feel like, okay, low key, my feelings are kind of validated right now. <laughs> like you guys also like my interests, like, okay, this is cool. I'm not alone in this. I'm not weird for this. Um, and yeah, like you said, like on, I, I recommend if anything, not, I recommend joining those multiple communities that cater to those different interests because not to overextend yourself. What I mean by that is like, maybe don't choose a leadership position in like all of them because that might be really exhausting for you. But like, I still think you should be like, not should, but maybe um, you could try to just be a part of all of them in a, like little ways. Like you go to this African Student Union um, culture night and then the next week you go to your knitting club and then the week after that maybe you um, you know go back to that or you go to a different one it's just it's nice to explore but um, with that um, that'll be the end of this episode I really really appreciate all your feedback it was so lovely getting to meet you and have this conversation with you um, and I really hope everyone um, who watches this also understands the importance of community and takes something away from it and hopefully this kind of ignites your passion for it but um, before I leave I want to give you an opportunity to say any last words or anything um, you want to just have people echoing in their heads before we end <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, I just want to say thank you so much for letting me get on here. Um, and for anybody who's listening, just remember to take care of yourself. Um, daylight saving, it's getting darker earlier. Um, for those of you who are students, it's also getting harder. <laughs> So good luck on anything and everything that you have going on. Just remember to take care of yourself. Um, yeah, thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider donating to support this work by youth activists across the country. 
visit ycdiversity.org to make a donation or to get involved. For more information and updates, check out YCD's Instagram and TikTok at YCDiversity, along with our website.